lot of people are having a hard time dealing with COVID-19. Well, they feel almost incarcerated in their own home, wearing masks whenever they try to escape, constantly washing their hands so much the skin starts to peel, keeping social distancing as if everybody in the world was a potential enemy. Alarmed by the ever-growing number of those who have sadly lost their lives, they are worried to receive friends and family in their homes, afraid they might get infected. And the worst part, for me personally, is not being able to go visit my relatives in Africa and France. And talking about travel restrictions, we have several shows waiting in the wings to be produced because the protagonists are in France, Africa, and other places we cannot visit. We are stuck, my friend. But adversity being the mother of invention, here is an exciting idea to spice up your favorite radio program and bring you a big smile. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. All right, come on, let's jump in my Shelby Cobra. We're going on a trip. Hey, we can dream, can't we? Over the coming months, we're going to visit some of our PRX affiliate stations around the country and also college radio stations. I'm calling it GC's DJ Road Show because I know we are going to find some spectacular talents on the airwaves, announcers, DJs, and producers who are doing their own African thing out there across the good old US of A. These folks are hidden treasures because they're only heard locally. And we at Afropop, we want to bring them to a wider audience. Our program airs on over 100 stations in the US and on stations in Europe and Africa. And of course, you can hear us in various online forms. First up, man, getting out of this car lets me know I'm not as young as I used to be. Hmm. Well, our first stop is Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut, a quaint, small New England town dating back to 1650. Its original Native American name was Matabesek. Wow. I can hear Wesleyan alumni all over the world, including Sean Barlow and Banier, cheering right now. Yeah! <laughs> well, this is where we discovered our very first pearl, Matthew Key, a.k.a. DJ M. Point. Hey, Matt! Salut, Georges. Comment ça va? Oh, formidable. Tu parles français, Mathieu? Oui, j'ai étudié le français à l'école et j'aime bien. Okay, Matt. This is not Radio Canada. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself. And by the way, what is this DJ M Point? I'm a 36-year-old DJ and music fanatic with various music tastes. M stood for the initial of my first name, Matthew, and the point stood for being on point. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hail from Cromwell, Connecticut. My bi-weekly show is called The Lockshire Music Mix Show on WESU-FM here at Wesleyan University Radio in Middletown, Connecticut. Say that again, Matt. The Lockshire Music Mix Show? Yeah, Lockshire means location in Tutsita, which is South African street slang language. This can be loosely referred to as the hood or the streets. My show focuses on the new electronic music from Southern Africa, which also includes my favorite genre, Kwaito.
the street anthems of Kwaito. The indestructible beats of Gom. And the soulful contemporary sounds of Ama Piano. This is the Lokshan Music Mix Show on 88.1 FM WESU with your host DJ Endpoint, giving you the best of Kwaito, Gom, Ama Piano, and other electronic sounds of Southern Africa. That must keep you busy. Yes, indeed. And I also write articles such as Hi, Wena. Where was ye? Where has it gone? Which explains how I got into Kwaito music, what is New Age Kwaito, and Kwaito House, an appreciated history and aggravated present. That was for the UK-based webzine, Kwaito.com. Matt, I was told that people call you a Kwaito-holic. How did a young man from Cromwell, Connecticut, get so turned on by South African music and Kwaito to boot? Well, about 22 years ago, I was just starting high school and was a fan of hip-hop, dancehall reggae, and Afropop music such as Sukus from Congo and Mbalak from Senegal. At that time, I was familiar with some South African music from classic artists such as Miriam Makeba, Hugh Masakela, and Ladysmith Black Mombazo, but wasn't too hip to newer music from South Africa. Oh yeah? Then I discovered Afropop Worldwide via WFCR the radio station of the University of Massachusetts in Amherst and a Dutch-based website called Rumbakali, now called AfricanHipHop.com. This site excited me because it was a combination of what I was listening to at the time, African music and hip-hop. As I explored the various groups and the countries they represented, there was one group from South Africa that stood out, TKZ. Their music was called Kwaito, which was described as not quite hip-hop, but a mix of house and local flavors. Curious, I wanted to discover what this new sound was and followed the links to webzines such as Rage.co.za and YMAG, which was a magazine for the South African urban music radio station, YFM. It opened me to a new world and culture. The sites I discovered showed me how Kwaito sounded and the fashion associated with it. Fashion? Well, Kwaito fashion had a parallel with American hip-hop style. At that time, people in South Africa wore name-brand streetwear such as FUBU or ECHO, but similar to the West Coast US fashion, the Pantsula style, which was described as gangster, also had the dicky khaki pants, the plaid shirt with the one top button on, Kango bucket hats, or a jumpsuit. So Kwaito was originally a hybrid that combined hip-hop, dancehall reggae, township jazz, and house music. One of my favorite genres that was popular in the U.S. when I was young. Phew, we're going to have a good time with our Kwaito man. Okay, Matt, enough said. Now it's time for you to settle up on Afropop Worldwide and do your thing. I'm a piano. It's the latest popular sound coming from the streets of South Africa and hitting the local airwaves like crazy. This new jazzy sound has been entering the South African mainstream for a few years. However, there was once a predecessor that led to its creation. That sound was called Kwai Jazz. How's it? 
My name is Matthew Key, a.k.a. DJ Endpoint, and we will be looking into the similarities and comparing current and past South African subgenres that combine kwaito and jazz. In this program, we will take a deeper listen to learn how we got from kwai jazz to ama piano over the past two decades. That may not be the question rocking your universe, but believe me, for the South African youth today, this music is everything, as we'll hear. by Boomshaka, the pioneering Kwaito music group from South Africa. They became one of the most successful bands of the mid-1990s and theirs became the preferred music style of many young people in the new South Africa. Kwaito, like any influential music, has subgenres within it. One of the earliest was Kwai Jazz, a mix between Kwaito and jazz from artists such as keyboard legend Moses Nguenya, aka Black Moses of the famous band The Soul Brothers. Then there was the gong, which fused kwaito and dancehall reggae from artists such as Bongo Muffin. There was also Guz which combined hip-hop and kwaito from artists such as TKZ. This is a group formed by three school friends. Today, two popular kwaito subgenres dominate the South African scene. During the late 2000s, Olm emerged from the streets of Durban, fusing kwaito with techno and Afro house. This is Bar, featuring DJ Tira with Sian Joya. DJ Tiro was a pioneer of the Gold sound, which is a lot faster than your traditional kwaito beat. And that brings us to the latest offshoot from yet another South African city, Pretoria. This is Ama Piano Music by MFR Souls. The song is Mars.
Ama Piano is a new offspring of Quito that was made popular by Pretoria taxi drivers. It's a sophisticated hybrid that fuses Quito with contemporary jazz and deep house. But as I mentioned earlier, there was already a sound that combined Quito with jazz, Quai Jazz. So how did Quai Jazz inspire the sound we know today as Ama Piano? Let us go all the way back to the history of Quito. Quito song called Be Free My People by a group called MM Deluxe, which consisted of Quito pioneers Nduma Silila and Mandla Spikiri Mofokeng, who would later become the founder of the popular Quito group Trompis. The backstory to all of this music begins during the 1980s and early 1990s when a new township pop style called Bubblegum emerged. Bubblegum itself built on earlier township styles. In the early 20th century, jazz arrived in South Africa and influenced musicians to create their own local jazz, often called Marabi or township jazz. Legends like Hugh Masakela and Miriam Makeba came of age with that music. Here's an example from the Havana Swingsters. You can hear the influence of 1940s big band swing, but the rhythms are South African. Havana Swingsters with Neo Lee is an example of early township jazz. Over the decades, township jazz remained in the mix as more modern South African styles such as bakanga and jive emerged, and it was one of the main musical elements in bubblegum in the 80s. But bubblegum also looked outward to international trends like R&B and new wave rock. Black and some white audiences embraced this upbeat, positive music during the late apartheid era in South Africa. Though the political, racial, and social environment was intense and turbulent, people were hungry for music they could just dance to and forget their troubles. Some bubblegum songs were censored or banned as artists attempted to disguise anti-apartheid messages as regular pop lyrics. But censorship never stopped the popularity of bubblegum artists like Brenda Fossey, Chico, Yvonne Chaka Chaka, Pat Shange, Peter Tennant, Dan Nkose, and plenty of others. remember this township hit by pop star Chico, the infamous tune We Miss You Manello, which was banned during the apartheid era because Manello sounded like Mandela. As a matter of fact, the first time I heard this tune was probably on Afropop Worldwide. As house music and hip-hop made their way to South Africa, they started to push SA artists to combine US and European styles with township pop. And that's how bubblegum evolved into Kwaito. Hey. 
Quarto, Arthur Marfocate with his 1994 hit, I'm a Gentile Panda. At this point, you can hear the hip-hop, house, and dancehall influence, although the rhythm is mid-tempo compared to its faster-paced predecessor, Bubblegum. And you can hear the echoes of Township Jazz. In fact, some established jazz artists decided to adopt the new Quarto genre. One of those was a young jazz pianist named Don Laka, aka Broad Don, who became a South African contemporary jazz legend. After living and performing in the UK and being influenced by the UK house music group Soul to Soul, Don returned to South Africa to create a new concept based on those influences. I reached Don Laka by WhatsApp in Johannesburg and asked him about his experience. After coming back from the UK, you were influenced by Soul to Soul, and from there you developed the uh, the concept of quiet jazz. Absolutely. When I came back to South Africa, that's when the, you know the whole quiet jazz and quiet of things started for me. But within a few years of studying, I went to the U.S. at the, in Ohio. I studied uh, production, and I was already established, and you know having had some few hit records at home. And I went back, and uh, that helped me to really come back and dominate the music scene on, on, on South Africa. You were also the one of the original founders of the Quito label, Kalawa Jasmine. Well, actually, it's not just Quito anymore. It's also moved to house music, form, and now I'm a piano. Yes. And I know that it's definitely one of the yeah. landmarks of not just uh, the uh, black-owned record labels, but also a major yeah. impact of dance music. But what was it like during the early days of Kalawa? I mean, it was difficult. I mean, we were working during the times of change. Uh, we had no reference back in, into how to run a record label. Uh, my experience was the only one that, that, that will guide how the label works, even though it was just a trial and error thing. But uh, musically, I really knew what I, what I wanted to do. I mean, it was, was to innovate, uh, come up with something new. And uh, the guys listened to, you know, my, my, my partners, you know, that, that they, they relied on me on, on bringing that new element, you know. And the nice thing is that I worked with a big, DJs and in the, in the beginning, and uh, they were helping me with you know what what works in the clubs, what didn't work in the clubs, and and we went back and forth, uh, and until we created that sound called Quieto. But we moved on to all sorts of things. There were rumors, pretty much, saying that at first you weren't really interested in the concept of Quieto music. However, you were influenced by Soul to Soul. The, you know, the thing is, after the domination of about nearly eight, ten albums, and we, you saw everyone coming through trying to imitate that, that you know the, what we're doing you know the, the rhythms and the, you know, the beats and stuff so yeah i'm i'm trying to say you know I'm, I, I was involved in, in the creation of a new music that changed lyrically musically and everything actually i'm a piano being popular now do you see it echoing quite jazz in a way actually the first uh, uh, i'm a piano uh, album that was released by the guys they, they sent it to me first at the time I couldn't work because I was busy with, with uh, working with uh, the late uh, Huma Sekel. And uh, but I encouraged them to work with my guys, and uh, and the album was released, and it became a new trend. They were trying to reference on on what I was doing, quite uh, jazz. Do you see yourself working with any Ama piano artists such as MFR Souls or Kavza de Smalls or Lou the DJ or of anyone of that like? The two previous albums that I did, 
I work with co-reflections with all the young South African musicians, uh, hip hop, right, or anything you can name in between. So I'm always, you know, looking for uh, to work with new musicians, new talent. My next project, obviously, will be working with DJs and you know, other new musicians in the country. Mr. Laka, I thank you very much. And is it okay if I could uh, refer to you as Bra Don? That's what they call me. <laughs> Quiet jazz became one of the first subgenres of Kwaito, which was the dominant sound in the new South Africa as apartheid was coming to an end. Don Laka, Bra Don, born in Pretoria, was one of the first Kwaito producers and musicians, as well as one of the original founders of South Africa's earliest black-owned dance record label, Kalawa Jazmi. He accomplished this along with Oscar Madalongwa, better known as Oscar Warona or Osquito of the South African house and Kwaito duo Brothers of Peace and South African house music pioneer Crystals Kasaitis, better known as DJ Crystals. Here are two early Kwai jazz tunes from Don Laka. The first song is called Kwasa Gents, released under one of his monikers, Boss from the self-titled 1994 album, and the second tune is from his 1995 album, The Monks, released under another moniker, TMO.
Locker from his 1995 album, The Monks. John Locker may have been considered the creator of Kwai Jazz, but he wasn't the only person who played the genre. Other popular Kwaito artists and groups such as Mdumasilela, Trumpies, and Jonina, and SA Jazz artists such as Black Moses, Dennis Mpale, and Pops Muhammad started to make Kwai Jazz tunes as side projects, and some of them used different aliases. Don Laka went by names such as TMO, Jam Tribe, and Boss, while other artists such as Lindelani Mkezi and Mdu were known as LM Jam and Jonina as Nina Tribe.
Polymer Gang. That was LM Jam with Sysdog. Before that was Trumpies with Follow the Vibe. And before that was Nina Tribe's Take Five. Your host, George Colonnais, has kindly turned the mic over to me today, and we're digging into the South African music called Kwaito and its many offsprings. Coming up, I discuss the rise and fall of Kwaito's popularity and the birth of Ama Piano. Visit afropop.org for a playlist of YouTube clips demonstrating all the styles in this program. This is Matthew Key, aka DJ Endpoint, with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Beginnings during the early 90s, quiet jazz was considered a more sophisticated and smoother subgenre of quieto as it gave quieto dance pop the sophisticated allure of jazz. Quiet jazz, along with other quieto subgenres such as dagong and guz, enjoyed their heydays throughout the 90s and early 2000s as they received airplay from mainstream radio stations such as Metro FM. That's an urban radio station from SABC, the South African Broadcasting Corporation. And now there's a new privately owned station called YFM, a youth radio station in Johannesburg that focuses on the urban format. The majority of YFM's programming is Kwaito and house music. Promotion of Kwaito from commercial South African radio has provided huge support for local artists compared with the apartheid era when foreign acts were favored over local ones. That all started to change during the late 2000s when a new sound stemming from Durban on the southern coast of South Africa entered the scene. This new sound was first called Durban Kwaito. It later became known as Om, that's G-Q-O-M, Om. Some say that Om was created because Durban Kwaito and house artists weren't getting the same exposure as their Johannesburg counterparts. Angelic Souls with Global Flu. Old music clearly grew out of Kwaito, but it has a higher rate of beats per minute of 122 to 128 compared with Kwaito's 99 to 110 beats per minute. Bom, with its faster pace and elements of Afro House and Techno, took over the scene. Old school Kwaito could not compete and it fell back into the underground as Bom and mainstream South African hip hop dominated. At this point, I became concerned about the state of classic Kwaito because of the lack of airplay the South African media was giving it. Hey, what a better move it, just like a wipe on my and go back with 
things I want. To all the strengths, good things I want. Rest up on the cannot, good things I want. To all Bazula, them good things I want. I like traditional Kwaito because it was an evolution of the music I grew up on, hip hop. During my preteen years, I also tuned into dancehall reggae since the cities where I went to school had strong Caribbean diaspora communities. I had been listening to house and electronic dance music since I was five years old. I found all that and more with Kwaito, so I was sad to see this proud South African art form become overrun by a subgenre that focused more on techno and imitations of mainstream US pop. I liked Kwaito's mid-tempo rhythm and its soulful funky sounds. That's what made the music unique and danceable for me, unlike Gold, which was too fast, sporadic, and repetitive. It seemed for a while that there was no hope for Kwaito, until... I'm a piano appeared. I'm a piano was a new, jazzier sound with slower rhythms backed by drums, keyboards, and drum machines. Why would it be called I'm a piano? The story goes that two guys were playing keyboards together, then someone told them to turn the piano music down. The other story is that it's the Izulu plural article ama joined with the English word piano. Personally, I prefer the first story, but the debate continues along with the debate about who started the ama piano genre in the first place. One thing is certain, it was developed somewhere between Pretoria and Johannesburg townships where the African population resides. That was in the early 2010s, though it exploded around 2016. This is JL with Wisdom Tooth. Just as Kwaito had difficulty being promoted and receiving airplay during the late years of apartheid, Ama Piano faced the same challenges during its early years. That was until DJ DeCrook started to play it in 2014 on Joburg's YFM radio. It would take some time for Ama Piano to gain tracks. However, after a few years, the new sound was able to compete with Gom on the airwaves and the dance floor. the small with unborn child with ama piano gaining momentum in the mainstream not only are artists and djs such as kabza de smalls mfr souls the squad and luxion deep emerging from major south african cities like johannesburg and pretoria but they also start to pop from smaller cities and provinces my name is zama and my surname is makisi i'm from south africa in a province called eastern cape I belong to the tribe of Amakosa. So, how would you describe Ama Piano to anyone who has never heard the sound before? Well, for someone who's not uh, familiar with the sound, first of all, if I can just uh, a reference to that person to Kwaito. It's that mid-tempo, but we fuse like things like percussions. 
African groove of which we fuse the international sounds, but it, it has that African feel on it. But it's something that I cannot describe sometimes because even I at a studio, it, it, I have to be to be led by the feeling. Name Sanele Jameson Makakula from South Africa, from a township named Ermelo in Pumalanga. I started doing music back in 2009. I was 11 years old. Yeah, I started there, so I was a rapper back then. As time goes on, I started my own production company. If you listen to I'm a Piano, you find that quite attached, but that comes along with the new South African house music, you know, the Afro house and, and the rest of those 125 BPM type of music. So it is just fused with the rest of the South African categories that we have here. I think for the next coming 10 to 20 years, we'll still be listening to Amapian. As DJ Skulu gave me that description, I saw Ama Piano not only as a revival of Kwaito, but more specifically, a revival of Kwai Jazz. Being a frequent social media visitor, I discovered that people on Kwaito social groups on WhatsApp and Facebook agreed with me. Ama Piano reminded them of Kwaito tracks from the early 90s. The beats were even slower than most Kwaito and much slower than the frantic pace of Gom. Unfortunately, some old-school, die-hard Kwaito fans saw Ama Piano as another attempt to drown out the original Kwaito sound. I guess you can't please everyone. I'm a 
That's Lou the DJ's Flamingo 3310. At this point, it seems that the newer Alma Piano artists like Lido Main and DJ Skulu are adding more of a hip-hop and R&B flavor, bringing in more vocals, just like some Kwaito artists did during the late 90s. This subgenre was often called Guz. Meanwhile, artists like MFR Souls and Lou the DJ are making instrumental tracks the way traditional choir jazz acts did during the early 90s.
That's Zingmaster with Happy Song, and there you have it. Township jazz found its way into bubblegum and then into Cuarto, where it lived on for three decades. Now a newer generation has Ama Piano, but for the old Pantsulas, the group of older men who came up in informal street dance competitions in the townships and were often considered the original fans of Cuarto and bubblegum music, Quai Jazz will always be Ama Piano's root. As a fan of Cuarto for 22 years, it has definitely been a pleasure speaking to a legendary musician such as Don Laka and upcoming artists Lito Main and DJ Skulu. I also thank Afropop Worldwide for allowing me to present Quai Jazz and introducing our listeners to the exciting world of Ama Piano. Deja vu all over? I think so. This is Matthew Key. Hey, thanks. Merci, Matt Key. That was wonderful. Thanks, George. It's been a pleasure. Matthew Key, host of the Loxian Music Mix Show on WESU-FM, Wesleyan University Radio in Middletown, Connecticut. Well, unfortunately, it's time to leave, but before we go, we have to give love to our funders. The National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art and PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And by the way, a note of great importance. Don't forget to give generously to your public radio station. Got to go now. I hope my Shelby Cobra is going to start. You know how these old ladies are finicky. Hey! Well, I hope you've enjoyed our first episode of GC's DJ Roadshow. In future episodes, we will continue our travels around the US and why not Africa and Europe and bring you more hidden talent. Producers and presenters doing their African thing on their radio station. So, we would like you, dear listeners, to recommend your favorite African music presenters. Those selected will be broadcast on Afropop Worldwide, enabling them to reach an even wider audience. Hey, that's a fun job, right? Send us a note at info at afropop.org. That's info at afropop.org. And while you're there, our friends at Lift Every Vote are busy rallying Americans to vote with the joy of music. Artists of all levels can participate in the challenge by sharing their performances using hashtag LiftEveryVote. More info at afropop.org. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Matthew Key with the assistance of yours truly, GC. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Afropop Close-Up. Season 5 is underway now. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief photo engineer is Michael Jones. This program was mixed by Michael at Studio 44 in Brooklyn and recorded at the Syncopated Lair by GC and in Middletown by Banning Air. Banning and CC Smith edit our website afropop.org. Our director of new media is Ben Richmond and I'm Georges Collinet. Your hair is red.
ain't no 